Hello, my name is Ben, and today I'm joined by Cam Naramani, and today we're going to be talking about The Cure's track, Boys Don't Cry. This is the Deconstruct Podcast. So today, as I mentioned, I am joined by Cam Naramanian, and we have been running for an hour. <laughs> We've been trying on and off to start this up, and it... <laughs> it's getting somewhere it's getting somewhere and well we've started now hopefully this will actually be the take that we actually use so. switched interfaces twice so. yep <laughs> so uh yeah uh so so you sent me three tracks that we could take a look at the other day mm-hmm. and uh i chose this particular one just because it was midterms i didn't want to have to deal with any any of this and but I have a schedule, and so I mm-hmm. need to put something out, and so yeah. yeah. But you, yeah. But you sent me. Yes, I sent you three Cure songs. Um, this one, Boys Don't Cry, which is from their first album. Um, uh, the second one, a four. I don't remember the exact order, but the second song, one of the songs I sent you was a Forest, which was the five-minute song from their second album that came out a year or two later after this, and then the third song, which is called Just Like Heaven, which came out sometime in the 80s i don't remember the exact date of mine so it's di- three different periods of the band basically yeah so what appeals to you about this track in particular among the cure tracks so this is the band's first single in a way and it's really one of their songs that have sort of like it it's it's their first big quote-unquote hit they don't really have too many hits but like this is one of those that would be considered like a classic cure song and that's for different reasons which we'll get into instrumentally but i think also i know you don't usually touch on the lyrics but lyrically this is also um this song also really has a deeper meaning that i think people have sort of related to but we're here to talk about instruments yeah because i think that you could talk about lyric like anyone can talk lyrics exactly but it's not easy to understand the musical parts of it. And that's what I want to accomplish with this podcast. Yeah, of course. And there are many interesting instrumental parts that are in this song, which we'll get into. Yes. All right. Now for some housekeeping, first of all, I can't play the songs on this podcast because copyright is the thing. I mean, we, this is technically for review and criticism, but the copyright gods, don't understand fair use all that well so we're just gonna have to deal with it but i will be giving you timestamps so you can go into the track and find the places that we're going to be talking about yourself uh and i want you to give this track a full listen through before we go doing a deep dive this is going to be the single version not the album version we will put a link to the track in the description So without any further ado, let's get into Boys Don't Cry by The Cure, starting with the section from zero minutes, zero seconds through six seconds. So before I ask you any questions, do you have anything you want to say about this opening little ditty from the guitars? Um, Yeah, it's... um... It's a simple thing to play on guitar because you're just ascending through A, B, C sharp, D, and then back down. But I think it's a great way of saying, here we are. Just like, it's a great way to start a song, basically. Yeah. And to me, it's so emblematic of the things that guitars can do because Mm -hmm. other instruments you have to, well, most other instruments you have to worry about 
the way that each chord is shaped but the thing about guitars is that you can take any inversion and play it mostly the same in your fingers you just move it up and down the fretboard mm-hmm. with yeah with power chords and the chords are played in here yeah so. yeah considering that in this track it's just the same three chords no not the same three chords but same shape yeah same shape more or less give or take yeah. and then you're just moving it up just to play those notes mm-hmm. and then coming back down it's the same idea but now we've added in drums and actually yeah you just added in the dun 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 the drum fill yeah did we need to do you think it needed to have that da 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 or could they just go da 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 i think it did need to have that and actually i know because i had actually listened to an interview with the drummer who was drumming on this and he said mm-hmm. without that section of that the song wouldn't be nearly like it wouldn't be what it is because it didn't have that emphasis of a change basically hmm. like you kind of need to have that change in order to, for the song to work fascinating we all these the name the, yeah the name of the drummer is uh will tolhurst as i'm pretty sure that's his name at the time who was playing drums on that specific song yeah always gotta love it yeah then we move on from that into the section from i believe six seconds into 26 seconds in Scratch that, it's actually 17 seconds in. So, um, what are the elements that we are adding in now? We start with, let's start from the bottom up. Let's go drums first. What's happening here? Well, um, the drums are now just doing this, well, in in, in this style, it's most, mostly called post-pop kind of which, which it just does that. For most of it, but then obviously when the descending, when the guitars and bass go back down from D C sharp B A, they he, they do the same thing as they did in the intro with the dun 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 dun. So it is. It's just ca- in my mind. I think it helps cause some differentiation with the listener. Yeah, because that's the one thing that a lot of post punk and a lot of eighty songs have issue with is that there's when you get into drum loops, it can you can get lost really easily. Yeah. Um, so at 11 seconds, there's something I want to point out real quick. It's not your usual sort of symbol, is it? Um, could you play it again? Yeah, give me a second. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm, I don't know much about it. But well, I'm... the thing about symbols is that well, especially, open, open. especially yeah. crash symbols, there's usually, it's a little bit, to me, it's a little bit lower in the sonic palette and mm-hmm. usually has a lot more ringing out but the symbol that we were hearing i hear alternately called it as a splash symbol or a china symbol oh, okay right it's mute is what he's probably doing is he's probably muting like he's playing it and then muting it with yeah. his you know left or his alternating hand basically yeah and so if you combine those two things then it doesn't stay in the sonic space for too long it gets out of the way and mm-hmm. it just kind of it just yeah. gets the job done mm-hmm. next thing up on the docket is the base anything interesting that the base is doing there um yeah i think um the base isn't just playing the c sharp de it's playing 
um as far as i'm aware it's playing c sharp i don't i don't know the exact i don't remember the exact notes off the top of my head but it's sort of playing it's playing c sharp but then it's doing a little bit fill on the d and g strings so from what i'm noticing simply it's just so it's doing a little fall on each song so it's not just hammering out the same notes it's adding in something a little bit different to differentiate to hammer in the note change because in each chord it's just so it's good to break up the thing with a little bit more than just a note change Mm-hmm. yeah and then the rhythm guitar is it doing anything different or just staying the same um it's well the rhythm guitar is staying the same yeah um I, i'm trying to remember sorry because some versions of this song don't have the rhythm guitar in it they just oh, have the lead yeah and i'm trying to distinctively remember which one um but anyways yes the rhythm guitar is just playing the same chords yeah just playing the same chords the same exact way as we did in the intro well, as soon as they've been playing for the so far in the song, yeah. so nothing, nothing crazy. But it's it's the lead guitar where it yeah. becomes interesting. So let's take a second to analyze this melody here. All right, so um, a major scale. Yeah, pretty much. Starting um, on C sharp. Yeah, with that da 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 da, you're outlining third and the fifth of the chord that we're on and then mm-hmm. uh and then maybe a tiny bit with the a on top but not much yeah and then it gets a little interesting i find that it, it gets a little bit of an interesting sound when the chord moves under that the lead guitar notes they're the same but then the chord moves underneath it so that you start out with this da 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 sort of idea going on it's mm-hmm. a bit of a wonky ninth distance dissonance happening there mm-hmm. um and then moves again from there to c sharp minor and then from there the then the guitar changes to go da 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 again on the third and the fifth but this time in contrast to the time before when it's on the two and the four of the chord yeah yeah. yeah no it's um and the thing is like it's not intentional like they didn't plan that out no nah. it's just magically it's just well not magically there's a way behind it but really it's just someone was playing the chords someone was playing the riff and it just happened and it's just it's i just find that so fascinating how people hear that and they while they don't under 100 understand the theory behind it they know that it sounds different and it sounds unique in a way yeah and of course rock music should not be analyzed with it should not be analyzed with the same tools that we analyze baroque counterpoint yeah Um, but the but the thing is the language that we have about talking about melody in western culture is own is is designed around baroque music i don't think there has been a language developed for talking about melody in rock music or any style beyond jazz. There's um a little bit in rock, but it's nothing too complex or too crazy. But nah. it's it's very simple. Basically. Yeah, and like the thing is, 
you can't talk about from note to note in the same way that you do Baroque, which is yeah, a bit exactly. of a shame considering yeah. that we've had uh, we've had rock music since the 1950s when 40s or 50s. Yeah. yeah when they decided that white people could play rhythm and blues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's interest. It is. It is interesting how there is yet to be a sort of um, definitional based. Here's how we distinct this and that in rock, as there has been in Baroque. But at the same time, in Baroque music, that wasn't developed in like the first forty, fifty years of what people would consider Baroque nah, era it, music. I think something like two hundred years later. Yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> yeah. So. And at the same time, jazz does have a bit of a thing, but that's only because places like the Berklee College of Music have mm-hmm. been um, advocates. Do, yeah, <laughs> they like music schools have been doing jazz for quite a while now, but mm-hmm. I nobody's done rock yet because rock is still it hasn't become retro yet. Yeah, rock is still a thing. I th- yeah, it's weird. I think because. The idea of how people viewed rock in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and 80s and 90s and even a little bit now, it's always sort of been this underground, like, school dropout kind of thing. Yeah. But it's also, there's a lot of profess- there's a lot of professional technique that goes along with it. There's a lot of, like, stuff, there's... I've, I'm not sure exactly how it's going to change, but I think also the idea of Recorded music, which has been around for how long, give or take? Uh, since 1890s. Yeah, since yeah, since like the late 1800s. I think that's also really helped change what we all think of as music, though. Yeah. We yeah. we've gone on a tangent. Yes, we have. Yeah, we but should. This is okay. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I guess. Um. Well, and then we continue on after that lead guitar dies down. Something stay the same. Rhythm guitar stays, bass stays, drum stays. They're mostly doing the same things. Mm-hmm. But it's all for setting up to... That leads us into verse 2 from 023 to 029. You mean verse 1? Yes, that is okay. verse 1. Okay. Uh, so, Sorry. Just... <laughs> yeah. uh, anything you want to say about this? Um, the, the, um, the phrasing intro that is very similar to how it started with the same, you know, um, dun, 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 the same D, C sharp, B, into verse one. Yeah. Um, so basically you, how the song has gone so far is like, you have your intro with the, with that same idea. And then you take the end of that idea and put it at the end of your your intro into the real verse until you introduce the vocals. Yeah. So that's the other really all I have yeah. to say. About. And then the vocal line, da, 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 it does that for a little bit, but it, it kind of just does it once and then it gets out of the way to let it go. Da, 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 da. Yeah. It stays very much within the key within like a, a few notes. It doesn't really go that much where in the voice, in the verse, for yeah. the most part. And punk music doesn't need to do yeah, anything. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. <laughs> nah. Uh, Mostly, most of that usually comes from um, the vocalist ability or lack of ability. Right. But it fits what it's trying to do. Is the thing. Yeah. And then that covers mostly the front section of the verse. And then 
the back section of the verse starts 34 seconds in, ends at 46 seconds in. And it's got, it's the only time in this song where the, well, it's one of the few times in this song where the chords actually do something different. Yeah, this, um, this, I guess, pre-chorus or end of verse, however you want to put it, it's, um, it is, it's different in that you don't play the same A, B, C sharp, D, and now you just play, oh, C sharp and B for three or three times. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember the top of my head. And, uh... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, go again. But I think it's a great transition to being able to reintroduce the lead as you get back into, as, again, when you go back. Because, like, you need something different, yeah. basically. You can't play the same. You can't just play A, B, C, sharp, D, and then bring the lead back in and it have the same effect. It just. Yeah. I, I think it's well. also a good setup because it it those two chords. Mm -hmm. If you continue the motion that they're going in, it goes da 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 back to the tonic, mm -hmm. but it doesn't do that. It just goes da 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 da. <laughs> So it, the payoff isn't immediate. The payoff is not immediate, but like any good, like anything good in life, you got to wait for it to come or else the payoff isn't going to be as strong. And so that covers the chords on that. And then mm -hmm. there's a bit of melodic content that we could talk about real quick. So melody wise, I mean, like he was doing in the verse, he's staying very consistent he's saying this he's not changing how he's stating his words he's not changing how he's shifting it it's all very straightforward yeah although i think there is a little bit of intrigue on the first half of it because on the second half he's just staying with the root mostly on the first time through da -da 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 -da, and then changes underneath Ba -da -da -da. It takes those four notes to get back to the tonic where the second time through has to wait a little. It doesn't have to wait. So then that leads us nicely into the chorus, which does anything change from the intro? Um, No, for the most part, the chorus in the intro are pretty much exact. Just the same, um, same melody line, same chords. Yeah. And then the only thing that's different is you have words. Like, that's yeah. really it. Although, there is a little bit of intrigue that you could add there. It starts with, boys don't cry, but mm -hmm. they're not necessarily on the beat. It's a little bit off-kilter. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't line up exactly from what I remember. Yeah, but it makes it, I think, a little bit all that more interesting when you get to the second time they do boys don't cry and it's actually on the beat which i find interesting oh that's true yeah. i didn't ever i didn't ever think of that yeah so that's all we need to say about the chorus i think and then verse two is basically the same just different lyrics mm -hmm. chorus is the same the next time through and then it gets to a bridge yes. which i didn't notice the first time through was different i thought it was still kind of keeping the same thing going yeah, except um, the fact that they're not. <laughs> they're just not the same. Nah. And um, the bridge, I mean, the chords change from the your A, B, C sharp, D, which we've had the whole song, yeah. now to just E and F sharp. Right. Which is sig 
I mean, yeah. you're introducing two new, um, well, not keys. You're just introducing two new, two new chords and notes into the song when you're two minutes, two and a half minutes into the song. Yeah. Probably give or take. Yeah. I mean, that comes after um, a slightly different melodic line happens over the chords that we've been having so far. Yeah. Um, and for me, it feels a little bit like um, the... Um, it centers a little bit higher in the range than everything else has so far. Um, mostly centering on the da da da. But other than that, it's not really a, that big of a departure from what the verses were already doing. And then as it goes into um, this E, F sharp minor sort of vibe, <laughs> then other things start happening. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, one of the things that, sorry, no, go ahead. Yeah. So one of the things that starts happening is that, well, you hear double track vocals in the right channel, I believe, right or left. I can't remember the, which channel. It's somewhere. It's, 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 it might, it's probably in both. Um, basically for those who don't know, it'd be in the right, in a different part of your ear. So basically it'd be like in the, your right ear or in your left ear. Yeah. Um, and it's just um, Robert Smith, the singer, singing it, singing the same thing in just like different register, a little bit higher. Um, and yeah, it's not so. It's interesting because that's not something that really happens in the Cure's music. They kind of do it at this point, and then they kind of don't ever do it again. But yeah. Anyways, it's just something important. I don't know. The whole thing, I'm feeling a little bit more ska influence. If that. Clocks? Ska is in the. This is before this whole ska movement came around. Nah, re- the, well, nah. what ska are you talking? Oh, you're talking. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I was. I I got confused with the nine with the ska that happened in the eighties and nineties. So. Nah, they're they're like. You're talking about the ska from the actual the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like um, it has that sort of jank 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 um vibe to it. Yeah. And especially what the lead guitar is doing right now. To me, it has that more Scottish vibe, and it, it to me it imitates a little bit of how Jamaican or Caribbean um, guitars operate in general. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I know um, at the time there's other songs on this album that use Egyptian scales. I know it doesn't it doesn't use Western scales, but I know it's just to point out that there is a that it's this isn't entirely all western influence music like there's other influences on it like you said mm-hmm. and like some other types of music yeah um not so much in this track but other tracks throughout the album i guess from what you're saying i'm guessing it's from other tracks on the album yes but um what i'm saying is like there's some some there's different influences that bleed into yeah. this song that aren't as apparent first listen yeah um, as you pointed out <laughs> yeah so so then this chord change goes e to f sharp minor e f sharp minor and then d to e yeah which um i think it's this d to e section where as i was alluding to earlier there isn't like a sort of time in this it's like it's sort of like I can't. I, I I find it hard to distinguish like where's the beat in this section because it's just noise, really. Of course. Yeah. I'm. I I'm sorry. Apologies for what I said earlier. I keep getting it confused with 
the different versions of the song that I know because in the live versions of these songs they in this song in particular they played in a different way where there's like there's more fills and there's more things that make it seem like there's more going on basically yeah but in the in this version you're actually right there's a very straightforward beat um yeah take back what i said yeah 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 yeah. just straightforward fills there's nothing uh nothing crazy yeah and then another verse yeah another verse another course another course and then the ending um and it ends the same way it started actually yeah and then you just gotta let it ring out. You the A ring out. Yeah, and then probably in concerts, the gonna go. Yeah, um, I'm trying to. In some cases, yeah, when they were in the earlier years, yeah. Nowadays, not as much, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty accurate representation. Yeah, yeah. So all goes to show you, even in a song as stupidly simple as that, there's mm-hmm. still meat to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, there's actually one other thing I sh- should point out that I totally just didn't think of to now. It has to do with one of the other songs I sent you. Oh. Um, so do you know Vic Beato? Yeah. He actually, um, you know how he has those, what makes the song great again? Yeah. He did it. He did one one of the episodes on Just Like Heaven, oh. which is like the third song. Good thing it, we didn't tread on his territory. Yeah, uh, don't. I wouldn't want to tread on <laughs> tread another. On his territory. I, I wouldn't want to tread on another uh, IC alum's territory. He's an IC alum. Yeah, he's huh. an IC alum. Didn't know that. Yeah. Completely unrelated, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, and I know there's your band Soul from Body. Yep. Yeah. Band Soul from Body, and then I'm uh, which were currently working on one or two songs and then i'm working on some of my own songs yeah so we got some stuff going on so yeah yeah I'll, if you I'll... want uh you, you just have my clip from last time or yeah I can i'll just, just re- i'll just yeah. uh i'll just put the links that you had last time in the description of this one and then i'm fundraising for an album of my own i want to make it sound excellent but that costs money so yeah. <laughs> um and i also want like decent cover artwork and i want to pay somebody to be able to do it so if okay. you want to help me make music then you could there's a gofundme in the description of this um i'll put links to everything else that i do in the description and if you want to give us a line to give us a suggestion for what we could talk about next or just to say hi, we have an email, uh, deconstruct at wicb.org. I so want, I so badly wanted to go. If you want to call us or text us, go 607-274 and so on. <laughs> but no, we're not on radio because you can go back and listen to this again. So yeah, so right. this this has been this has been a time. This has been a time. This has been a time. Thank you again for having me. Yeah. It's great to talk. Yeah, it's my pleasure. This has been the Deconstruct Podcast. I've been Ben. I'm Cam. And we'll see you next time. Take care.